Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please support the show by subscribing to and leaving a five-star rating for the show on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and any of your favorite podcast platforms. You can also support the show by going to our website, blackandgoldhockey.com, where there's always exciting articles by the BNG writing staff. While you're there, don't forget to click on the fanatics.com banner for a great sports fan shopping experience. Are you, are you done yet? We're going to start the show. Mm-hmm. fans welcome back to the black and gold hockey podcast i'm your host mark allred and i am with my dear friend heather ingerson what's up heather nothing what's going on i am much better we are much better we are in a much better mood than than last week um that was a crappy podcast in my opinion and we owe our listeners a uh, uh an apology so we are gonna try to bring it you kept telling me to stop apologizing last week. I know, I know, but it didn't. I think it wasn't as bad as it. It could have been worse. I thought it was worse. So, I, but I'm still, sorry about that. Dead tired, dead tired, and, and there's not enough time in a day to get everything done. So, uh, we struggled, but again, we struggled are every day. Rain <laughs> or shine. We're moving on. So, uh, this is episode 162, brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Go to BetOnline.ag and use code CLNS50 for a sweet little bonus. Um, so, uh, it was a pretty decent week. Good week, six points. Woo! Yeah, and, and I mean, they, they snap a three-game um, winless streak, and then they, now they're on a three-game winning streak. 
So it's, it's all positives. Things are looking good. Things are starting to change. Um, and some players are turning uh, the page for the good. And some um, thoroughly angry that they're in the lineup, but we'll talk about it. Um, so we got some other topics we're going to go through. So uh, it's well, a safe space. You can let it off your chest. No, I, I know I do. I know. <laughs> you can I'm in my the, safe zone. You can be the angry one today. So oh, okay. all right. That's usually me all the time. If you, if, you know, depends Angrier on who you talk to. Let's <laughs> jump in. <laughs> Let's jump right into talking about the, uh, the games last week. Um, there were uh, three of them. And like I said, um, but let's start off on Tuesday, January 7th, 2020. It was a road game at Bridgestone Arena against the Nashville Predators. The first period, David Pasternak scores his 32nd from McAvoy and Grizzlick at the 136 mark, giving the Bees a one and nothing lead. Second period, Bruin Danton Heinen scores his 7th from Grizzlick and Coyle at 821, giving the bee, having the Bees up by a pair. Nashville will get on the board in the sec- in the, with their first goal of the game from Phillips Forsberg, who scored his 15th at the 10.54 mark of the, on the power play. St. Patrice Bergeron would finish all scoring in the middle frame, notching his 18th of the year on the power play from Dubrovsky Marchand at the 17.42 mark, giving the Bees a 3 to nothing lead. Looking good so far. Uh, third period, Bruins, the mayor, Chris Wagner, started the final period of the game, scoring his fourth of the year from Lindholm and Krug um, at the 251 mark, giving the Bees, spotting the Bees a 4-1 to lead. Uh, Nashville's Mikhail Granlin would get the second uh, goal and last of the Predators on this evening, notching his seventh at the 1806 mark in the power play with the score at 4-2 Bs. Bruins David Krejci scored his ninth of the season uh, with a lone assist to goaltender Tukaraz, who got his first point of the year. That guy's on a, he's kind of on a scoring streak lately. We'll talk about that later. Uh, uh, Krejci's goal at the 1905 mark of the third. Uh, Bruins Charlie Coyle would end the game scoring with his eighth of the season assisted by Richie and Heinen, ending the game with a 62-road victory and snapped a three-game losing streak. Goaltender Tuka Rast stopped 33 of 35 Predators shots and notched his 16th win of the season and is currently on a four-game winning streak. Uh, this was certainly not the way the, uh, I put press, I don't know, the Preds head coach John Hines wanted to start his Nashville coaching tenure, but oh well. That's kind of, uh, you know, you were hired and brought in the same day that the Bruins uh, played the Preds and just they put a beat down on them and it was good. Because it usually, in my opinion, and from past readings and so on, um, the, the, a new coach creates a new spark and, it, and teams can really feed off of that. And uh, I, I really thought that Nashville was going to bring it a little more than they did, but um, I'm all Bruins win all the time. So, uh, we there were a lot of penalties that game. Yes. Uh, that even though it's like score wise, obviously things are good. Like there were other areas where we still have to be careful of ourselves. Uh, but I mean Nashville, they've been underperforming. That's why Peter Laviolette was asked to leave. But it's kind of hard in one day. I think it's weird because John Hines got fired not like six weeks ago or something from Jersey. And uh, it's kind of cool that 
we beat them because I was very happy with that. We exactly. actually won like a game where it's like, oh my God, I'm not biting my nails to the end of the game. <laughs> uh, but a good amount of people got some points on the board. That's always nice to see when it spread around. And uh, Tuki had a good night looking like Tuke the last couple of weeks. Yeah. That's what I like to see. But uh, what's up with Zidane Chara and his fighting? He's like getting fighting penalties. I know. Well, <laughs> weeks in a row. The, team, the team's getting sick and tired of being pushed around, and I, I get it. I don't. I don't think we necessarily have to address that that need. But you know, when he's when he's pissed, I mean, he's pissed. No, that's what I mean. Though, is does it have to be our forty-two year old captain? <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Moving on to Tuesday, January 9th. 20- oh, sorry. Moms were in the building. Oh yes, 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 yes. Nashville yes. with them. Yeah, and we'll talk about the moms in uh, later in the topics. Uh, but Tuesday, January 9th, 2020, it was a home game at TD Garden. Uh, the first period, uh, Winnipeg's Kyle O'Connor scored his 22nd of the season for the, the game's first goal at the 7.35 mark, giving the Bees a one to nothing lead. Uh, Bruins' David Pasternak scored his 33rd of the year, tying the game at one apiece at the 17.14 mark from Nordstrom and Corrali on the man advantage power play goal. The second period, the Jets start the middle frame with the go-ahead goal from Andrew Kopp at the six-minute mark to give the visitors a two-to-one lead on the power play. Um, flipping pages here. Uh, Bruins, David Pasternak would score his 34th of the year a little over three minutes later, tying the game at two, assisted by Krug and Marshan at the 9.41 mark. And then Bruins' Jake DeBrusque scored his 12th of the season at the 18-49 mark, unassisted to give the Bees a 3-2 lead. The Jets would only need about a minute later to tie the game at 3 with, at the 19-52 mark of the middle frame uh, from Neil Pionk, who scored his 4th of the year on the power play. Uh, third period, the Jets go get the 4-3 go-ahead goal from Mark Shifley at the 7-50 mark. Uh, of the final period with his 22nd of the year. I like that Shackle. He's a good player. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruins' David Pasternak would tie the game at four apiece with his 35th of the season from Krejci and DeBrusque at the 11-13 mark, uh, completing the hat trick, extending, extending his point streak to 12 games. The Bruins' Jake DeBrusque would end the game scoring at the 11:46 mark of the final period with his 13th of the year for McAvoy and Grizzly, giving the young DeProst his first multi-goal game of the 2019-20 seed campaign, giving um, the Bruins a 5-4 to four home victory. Yep. So home cooking is good. Um, it was like the pasta DeProst party. Yeah. And I totally forgot to mention the uh, – now forget it. Uh, Bruins goaltender Yaroslav Halak at the start against the Jets, uh, stopping 17 of 21 shots for his 10th victory of the season. Halak is has not. Halak is 10-4 and 5 with a 2.34 goals against average and 0.923 save percentage in 19 games thus far, and got his first win since the 27th of December 2019 when he shut out the Buffalo Sabres, ending his. 50th career no-no. Earning his 50th career no-no. God, I'm terrible at reading. I can't, can't do everything. 
So that was, I think, a more solid game. Like, I like a good tit for tat game, and that's what kind of game it was. The Winnipeg Jets, the Winnipeg Jets are a good team. You know, like they're decent. They're not the cream of the crop, but they're definitely a team that gets in there with you. So that's always good. Uh, Tuka had another good game. I mean, uh, yeah, Yarrow. Say, yeah, yeah. Why is it Tuka? <laughs> ah, I'm as bad as you. But the goals that they did give out, like it, he didn't get a lot of shots on him. So the his goals against. Seemed like his average is worse than it probably really was because uh, we played a lot better defensively than we did versus Nashville. So even though that was a more solid win, I like better to see what happened versus uh, Winnipeg. Mm. You know, like, oh, good, this makes me feel better about playing the Islanders on Saturday, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And the moms were in the house, and I thought it was nice that Cassidy made sure everybody who didn't get to play in front of mom in Nashville got to play Yeah. when they got back to the garden. Absolutely. So the scratches came in. Um, Brett Ritchie played, and uh, David Backus and David Backus. Come in. And Nordstrom. Oh, was that the game? I think. I think Nordstrom was sick when they went to Nashville or something. I believe he so. Didn't play, so. Yeah, he was a scratch for that game, and so I think he was he was back on Thursday. The flu bug is going around, so everywhere. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it is. I mean, it's even it even hit hard over in the World Juniors over in the Czech Republic for that stretch um, of two weeks. So. Um, finishing up the week's action, the, uh, the Boston Bruins were at the Barclays Center in New York, Brooklyn, New York, yeah. to play the Islanders. Um, first period, the Islanders defenseman Scott Mayfield scored his fifth of the season and the only goal of the opening frame at the 436 mark, giving the New York club a one nothing lead after 20 minutes. Second period, recently red-hot Jake DeBrusque would tie the game at one apiece, scoring his 14th of the year, assisted by Bjork and McAvoy at the 8.33 mark, and the only goal of the middle frame for both teams. Third period, Bruins defenseman John Moore would get, his, get the final period goal scoring started with his second of the season from Heinen and Coyle at the 5.48 mark. And five minutes later, at the 9.33 mark uh, of the final period, the Islanders' Matthew Barzell would tie the game at two apiece with his 17th of the season, having both clubs needing extra time for the extra point. Uh-oh, overtime. I know. I was. I, this one was tough because overtime and shootouts are just not the uh, forte of the, uh, the Boston Bruins this season, it seems, maybe even seasons past. Well, the Islanders are a good team, too. So They're they sneaky, really good team. team. Um, Bruins' Patrice Bergeron would only need one minute and 33 seconds in the extra session to seal the deal on the Bruins' 27th victory of the season, scoring his 19th goal on the power play from Krug and Rask, who now has two points in three games. I'm telling you. This I mean, guy, no big deal. I mean, the other goaltender scored a goal, but our yeah. goalie has more points. So, right. <laughs> Um, uh, Bruins Tuka Rask got his 17th victory of the season, stopping 35 and 37 island shots. Rask is now 17, 4 and 6 with a 2.27 goals against average, 0.925 save percentage in 27 games played this season. So that was the week that was for the Boston Bruins, and and, and even though that the the reading was terrible, it was a good week. I I am. Thoroughly impressed by what I saw. There was some good, some bad. I mean, it happens. It's, you, 
I, I'm just, I, I think I'm at the point now that we, we're just not going to see a full 60-minute effort from this club. But when they need to kick it in the ass, they do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I was thinking they looked much more like themselves this week. Yeah. Like, they didn't look so, I guess just, I don't know, like we were talking about, they just, like, lost. Like, I don't know what, what was going on, but it's like everyone's having a moment altogether of just, yep. they seemed... Like, they were more themselves this week. Like, yeah, no one's asking anybody to be perfect. You know what I think? Because I think that they heard our encouraging words. I think Jake DeBrusque heard us. And maybe his coach. I don't know. I, I hope he listens to the pod. I think they heard us. Like, just everybody calm down. Take a breath. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you too, including you, Cassie. Like, you, everyone's, like, kind of in woo yeah. kind of mode. And they look so much more like the Boston Bruins this week. It made me happy. And our gap... Like, now we're looking at Tampa Bay being our issue and not Toronto, so. Exactly. I don't want to play Toronto. So, they're now in third. Tampa's in second. I know. And our gap is growing. Mm-hmm. So, Tampa's really the only one right on top of us now. So, it was a good week all around. Six points. Woo! Yeah, absolutely. Only and, one. And when you when we started the season off with a 15-point gap in the Atlantic Division to dwindling down to six points, these wins – are so important, especially like we talked about last week um, with, uh, you know, the, the points that uh, every other team is earning and, and really catching up. I believe that this, this is a great time to get back at it and, and uh, get it done because the next divisional game I mentioned last week was, is February 8th. Mm-hmm. Right, so every game is a must, is a must win, must two points, no questions about it, get it done and, 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 you know, stay at top. As we record this right now on uh, January 12, 2020, the Boston Bruins are in a three-way tie um, with Washington and St. Louis for the top in the league. So yeah. lots of good positives coming out of there. It went tied with, yeah, with Washington in the conference for number one. And, well, obviously we're first in the Atlantic. But I was looking kind of like through – we're halfway through the season, a little over halfway, and I was just looking at like the points – and it is still a little concerning to me that some of the people with the most points are people who have missed a lot of games. Uh, like Krug and Bergeron are still three and four on the points list, and they've missed a significant amount of games compared to everyone else. But you're right. Marshawn, I, I think that – I think people don't appreciate Marshawn the way they should. He just – he always – he's like passed as a point-a-game player, but Marshawn – should be more like a point and a half to two because the way he, he it's, I don't yeah. know, it's weird to watch him. It's like, where did you come from, Brad Marchand? We'll, like, we'll actually touch on that later on in, in the uh, in the topic discussions because I... But there is a significant gap, sorry, not to just to finish on that, because Pass has got 65 points right now and Marchand has 62. And the next closest person is Bergeron with 38 and he's been out a lot. So, mm-hmm. I mean, although some people have some, I'm still a little concerned. Like McAvoy's got more assists than goals. Like, Grizzlick's points are only two behind McAvoy, and I'd like them both to have a little bit more points, you know. So yeah. hopefully the spreading it around like we've seen the last, like, week or so and starting to get their groove back is going to help everyone because that just not – because I'm not looking for everyone to have crazy numbers, but just to know that part of one of the arguments was right during the playoffs we didn't have enough if all lines aren't clicking. So yep. glad to see we're moving a little closer to that, moving closer to scary things like – when you get to the trade deadline, then it's like go time, like just five weeks of crazy hockey before the playoffs. <laughs> All right, sorry, go. Um, before we move on to the um, the uh, upcoming schedule, uh, just want to just want to mention 
It is an absolutely gorgeous day in the Boston area. So I do have my window open in the studio. So if you hear a Harley or a car drive by, I'm totally sorry. But I'm not because it's damn hot in here. So got to get some airflow moving around the studio with all this technology I have in here. Uh, it throws off some heat too. So we apologize if the, uh, if the audio is not good. But uh, anyway... The Boston Bruins have uh, three games coming up this week, and uh, if you'd like to take any action on any of these three games, I suggest you go to our shell sponsor, betonline.ag, and use code CLNS50, like I said at the beginning of the show, to get a sweet bonus. Uh, hockey season, football, basketball seasons are in full swing. Get into the game with our exclusive sports betting partners, betonline.ag. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit to start betting college or professional ball or hockey or any sport you have in your area worldwide. Every spread, every total, every winner or loser, straight bet, parlay, or tease your way through the season. You can bet on wild propositions like will, will um, Pasta score 50 goals? Will Marchand get 60 assists? Will Rask get a goal before Charlie McAvoy? Crazy things like that can be bet on on betonline.ag. Get the fastest to market odds, updates, and payouts with our new sports book partners, betonline.ag. Head over to BetOnline today on your mobile device to join and use promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus. That's CLNS50 for an awesome welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online sports book experts. So, with that being said, if you want to take any action on the upcoming games, I suggest you do because the uh, the schedule is uh, it, I don't know. It could be a little tougher than than what we talked about last week. Um, they're playing the Flyers uh, at home. I mean, I'm sorry, at the uh, Wells Fargo Center in uh, Philadelphia. Uh, and the Flyers have a 14 and 3 4 record uh, there, so it's going to be a tough place to, to play. Um, they have the 19th ranked power play at 18%, 18.7%. They have the 11th ranked penalty kill with 82.3%. Uh, and they're 4 5 and 1 in the last 10, and they are a one game losing streak. So, uh, a game that could definitely be won. I think the Bruins from Philly uh, is always a uh, a decent matchup when it comes to um, that type of, of hockey that you want to see. It's aggressive, um, a lot of hits, and, and you know, uh, I know the teams that they don't really like each other from uh, today and, and from the past. So um, I expect a good good game, hopefully. Um, do you have anything on the uh, Flyers at all? No, just they're just a team that's chugging along. Like they should be a little – better everyone expected them to be a little better than they are but I personally think they're just I did play, too. I, I did too but I also think they're kind of playing right where they probably would be you know they like they really should be maybe we all had a little too high of expectations yeah. but they're also playing that don't rule them out to maybe weasel their way into one of those power like we talked about the eastern conference is a little crazy uh no one's really out of the wild card except for well you know people who are barely even NHL yeah. teams at this point uh, flies know, are close. That. I mean, the, but the flies go in and out, and they're in a tough division too. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But I, d I do think that it's always a more gritty kind of 
old school. I know there's not all the hitting and the way it used to be and like just gloves flying right. and everything, but I know as a Boston fan, I get a little excited to play the Flyers and I'm sure their fans feel the same way. Like, oh, we're going to Boston. Well, they're coming here. Like, you know, Boston's coming, huh? You know, then it gets, like you said, I think naturally degenerates a little more into Broad Street versus Causeway. <laughs> True. I love that. <laughs> but um, going on to the, the second game of the week on January 14th, the very next night, they go to Nationwide Arena in Columbus. Um, and the Blue Jackets are 12-9-2 and two at home. They have the 23rd ranked power play at 17.3%. Uh, they are 13th ranked penalty kill with an 81.3%. And they're 6-2-2 two two in the last 10 games. Uh, they're on a one-game winning streak. So um, another team that we know that, that the Bruins can beat. Um, and... We've Although seen it. We lost to them. Yes. Let's not do that yes. again in overtime. But um, my recollection goes back to the playoffs when we just trucked right all the room. So. Well, they're a totally different team, right? Different goalie, different this, same yeah. old torts, but. <laughs> so. I want to see him flip out. On the yeah. Bench. No, I, just, I want him to stand up and get. <laughs> I want to see him just flip out on the officials <laughs> just to see it Do happen. the patty wah and be like, oh, <laughs> bring the glass. <laughs> Uh, but Columbus is another team like Philadelphia. They're not, they're not a stellar team, but they're also not a, a poor team either. So you yep. have to, I mean, they beat us last week. So, yep. uh, they kind of, oh, didn't, I think we had won and then they beat us and it was kind of like, bro, why'd you do that? Maybe sad, but, uh, that should be a good game too. Like at least a little entertaining. They have some talent on their team, but I'm a little, but the, anyways, the important thing I think to note is that Monday and Tuesday, we have back-to-back games. It's Philly and Columbus back-to-back. Yep. We're going to play three very tough Metro division teams, even though again, they are on the lower end. They're also in a very tough division. So being six in the Metro really doesn't reflect you being necessarily the, a poor team, you know, true that, so, but we got to talk about Thursday and Sunday. We're going to play against Pittsburgh there and then at home. That's right, and uh, we are the Pittsburgh Penguins come to TD Garden on January sixteenth. Um, the the oh, wow, I, I messed that up. Well, yeah, they come here on the. 16th. No, I know, but I I got the totals wrong. Boston's not fifteen two and nine at home, are they? Uh, we are fifteen two and nine. At oh home. my god, yeah. I got that We're right. Fifteen right. two at nine at home and twelve six and nine away. And uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins are 11-7-2 on the road. So um, another team that – they're over 500 on the road, but they can I, – I think they can be beaten, hopefully. They got some injuries. Um, is, is Crosby out? I think Crosby – I don't think Crosby is back yet. Yeah, okay. But it doesn't – doesn't they let Getz left? They lost him, didn't they? What's his name? Oh, Gensel. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Like, who's Getz laughing? He's, he's a, on the docks. Yeah, he is. <laughs> You're in the wrong conference. <laughs> uh, that's all right. Brain. Sorry but, about that. I really do know who you are. I'm just dumb. The Pittsburgh Penguins are 22nd ranked in the power play with a 17.9%, 14th, 14th ranked penalty kill with an 80.9%. Uh, they are um, playing well lately, 7-2-1-1 in the last 10. And they uh, have a two-game winning streak. Um, the and and just to add a couple other little tidbits, the Bruins have the third-ranked power play at twenty-seven point seven percent, and the penalty kill is third, also with an eighty-three point eight percent. So 
little scouting report on the teams that are coming up. I was thinking our goal differential is very similar. Us plus 35 and this is plus 31. But let's face it, the Penguins are the team that just won't go away for the last 15 years. They just, people are hurt, like big giant key players in their lineup and they just keep their head down and keep plugging away. And like you said, lately they've just been bumping up, bumping up in the standings. Suddenly they're, are there in second, I think. Something. I don't know. I stopped paying attention, but <laughs> the point is, is that we got a back-to-back, which is always interesting, and two games versus Pittsburgh is going to be interesting at, at all. But like I said, we're opening. When's the I'm, second game? Is that Sunday? Yeah. Okay, that's why I didn't go yeah, out. I did it just because the Sunday game is at twelve thirty p.m. That's <gasps> important for everyone Ooh. to know. The Thursday game is like a, or, yeah, the normal time. I wonder if they moved the time because the Patriots were on. <laughs> Oh. That was a that was a bad joke. <laughs> Funny <know>. fail. <laughs> hey, I don't care. I know. Thing. I just think it's like weird now to watch football playoffs without like my aunt being excited or something like that. Thanks for bringing up the football again. Now I'm no, sorry. Again. No, um, but it ought to be an interesting week. Keep your heads up for all the teams. I didn't write down the wild card or whatever, but um, yeah, Pittsburgh second in the Metro right now and third in the East. So definitely. Not to say they're the scariest, because like you said, I mean Philly could have a good game. They yep. didn't. I think they only. I think they lost to Tampa Bay by one goal or whatever. And Tampa's if Tampa's tried and drew, then that must say something about them. Agreed. I believe that's who they played yesterday. But yeah, like their their conference is sporting more points than our conference. I mean our division in the conference. So keep your heads up, boys. It'll be an interesting week. That's it. Sorry. I'm glad to see that we still have a seven point lead on Tampa though. That's nice. Yes, it is. Certainly is. Cause uh, Tampa Bay can just be that nasty, scary freaking team that can. <laughs> we have almost 40 points on Detroit. I'm sorry. That just made me laugh. A <laughs> sorry, daddy. If you're listening, yeah, right. if you're listening up there, I'm not pointing and laughing. I'm just laughing. Cause it's kind of funny. <laughs> um, all right, I guess that's... We'll take a quick commercial. I guess. I don't uh, know. It's just... before, before we do that, I want to mention uh, a friend of mine. His name is Paul DeMellon, and uh, he's a, a writer, and he has his own uh, website. It's called allthingsbruin.com. A-L-L-T-H-I-N-G-S-B-R-U-I-N.com. Give him a give him a, uh, a look. Check it out. Bookmark his website. Does some good work. He's going uh, he goes to development camp and takes uh, pictures and video and all kinds of good stuff. So check it out. And I, I promised him to give him a shout out. So there you go, my friend. Hello. Um, so we will take a quick break here from the great folks at College Hockey Inc. Follow them on Twitter at College Hockey. And uh, we'll be right back. Passion. Talent. Development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 90% rate. Nick Bukestad. Backhand scores! Wow, what a goal! David Backus. And Zach Parisi were stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you are a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. Champions of the college hockey world! All right, and we are back, Bruins fans, to talk... Uh, we got a topic list we're going to go through to to wrap up the show, um, and um, yeah. So I mean, this one is uh, is this particular topic is really starting to bother me, and um, I know some folks are going to say this and some folks are going to say that, but 
I am done with the Brett Ritchie and Parlin home project. I am thoroughly done. We've had more than half of a season to get these two into the process, get them going. I'm just not seeing anything that I thought I was going to see, um, particularly out of Brett Ritchie. I thought Ritchie, when the signing happened over the the uh, the off season, that he was going to bring a little more physicality, uh, be that type of guy that's going to be on this edge and and, and somebody to you know, um, you know, somebody takes liberties on on a teammate, he'd he'd be there. But solely, I was mistaken. Um, I'm not crapping on the guy completely. You know, the guy's a professional. I get it. He's making a million dollars. It's cheap. I, I get that. So is Lindholm. That thing's cheap too. But my whole thing is, is these guys are getting time while there's suitable players down in Providence that deserve opportunities over these guys, in my opinion. Um, I think uh, two in mind is Zach Senishin and, and, um, um, Jackson, Nika. No, um, Trent Frederick. Trent Frederick. Oh, I'm not, see, I'm not a Trent Frederick. Well, person. let me tell you something. If if you want, if he's going to be that type of guy that is not going to take any crap, he's not going to light up the scoreboard. I get it. But if you want physical play, he is going to throw down. And that's fine. But right now, I think the Bruins need more uh, beyond the first line and Tory Krug scoring still. So I would rather have someone like Seneshin, who I think would be more productive and help that way. And it also has come, you know, like, I, I don't know. I'm not, I mean, I'm trying to not, not be biased because I'm not really, I don't really love Trent Frederick the way people seem to love Trent Frederick. I'm kind of indifferent to him. Uh, not as indifferent as I am to say Peter Salark, but I, I think that that's a stupid reason. I think that we need help, but I would rather, if you're going to pull someone up, I would rather have like Zach Sanderson or Jackson Nika or one of them come up because I think they just, we don't need that much physicality. That's not the biggest problem that we have. Do you know what I mean? So right. if we're going to bring a young kid up. I want him to be in, in situations where he's working the skills that are what he's going to need when he does come up for us. Do you know what I mean? Yep. So I just would like, sorry, can we just, can people stop saying not not Tread Frederick, he's not the answer. Although I am on board with the why when it was like a crap show for three weeks, you didn't try to bring up some of the kids. Yeah. In the first place, that's cool, but he didn't. So what? And like things happen, just like, you know, whatever. Brett Ritchie played all of seventeen minutes this week. Like, do you know what I mean? I don't I'm not saying that's good or bad, but I really think this crap of how like Trent Frederick is so tough down in the AHL and that suddenly translates to like he's going to be the answer his physicality is the answer it's going to be the same thing as with the Brett Fritchie physicality or not physicality you know like yeah but I, I, I to counter that is I see a lot more in Trent's game in the physical aspects than I do with Brett Ritchie no and I get that but what I'm so, saying is you're not gonna not for anything but you are paying him and he is a professional and not a you know what I mean like it's you still have to have a spot to put him, and you're not going to bench. What are you going to do? Put six million dollars worth of well, talent up on there? You can waive him. You can waive him and put him in problems. We already He's have a million this, dollars. We already had this conversation though. They're leaving. Like Don Sweeney's working on his whatever. At the yeah, but I'm house. not. I'm yeah. Well, you I, know what I, I mean. I doubt, so, I doubt that Brett Richie will be in, no, on but, anybody's target for trade. No, and I get that, but they're the type of people who are million dollar players you can package and not have to mortgage your soul to. That's do you true. know what I mean? No, That's I, why I do understand. I don't want them there either. You know how I feel about Brett Richie. I'm just saying I don't think that Trent Frederick is necessarily the. I think I would. Right. I think I he's a better rather, forward than 
right now than Par Lindholm, too. And I get that. But again, I'd rather have some of the other kids that I think would be more suited to play with the chemistry that's up on this team. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't bring up um, um, Stadnika just for the fact is that he most likely won't be on the center. I don't want to see him at right wing. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. Um, he can play right wing or not. I don't, I don't. If there's an available spot for him to play center, bring him up. I'm just saying this. I, all I mean about the Trent Frederick thing is that everyone see it's like all about the physicality. It's not about the physicality. It's about we've been passing sloppy and we're not doing, you know, like little things. Right. That they, like we said, this week they seem to be more like themselves and they can. I mean, right. you just saw in that overtime, a minute and 33 seconds. One, t- one goalie, one defenseman, one forward, and you won the game. Well, great. Glad you can do that because I was feeling a little nervous. You were never going to be able to do that or whatever. But uh, that's just my point. Is like I don't think – when people argued maybe physicality threw us off in the Stanley Cup final, I was a little on board for that. I don't think that that's why we're playing or not succeeding maybe to the – at the same pace as we were. Like, mm-hmm. do you know, you know what I'm yep. That's just my argument. Nothing against Trent Frederick. It's, I think you're a fine player. I just personally am not, like, in love with you. As right. The pros- you know. I'd just like to see him get some time, um, uh, a little more time, uh, to see what he can do. Um, and like I said, it's just I think he's more deserving of these two uh, in that lineup. So uh, moving on to the next topic is a, is a good one. It's a very good one. David Pasternak has, what, got 35 goals right now? Mm. Can he break 50? Or can he break 60? That's a 6-0. I still say 50 is a big number. Yeah. There's still a lot of games. Like, there are still a lot of games left, but you're also running out of games in which to do so. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And he is a, definitely a player, like, when the team's struggling, he struggles. Like, he's not – like, passes. Passes a player that has to be in his happy spot. When he's in his happy spot, he's like, yeah. Or Veskin's like, office. Yeah, you see, exactly. <laughs> you see him, he's just snapping them on. Whatever, oh, it's cool, whatever. But when he's off, then it's like the doo-doo-doo. You see him just kind of skating around by the board. Like, you don't know what he's doing. So I still say 50 is a lot to even attain. It'd be great if he did it, but I'll believe 50 when I see 50. I don't even know the, the last 50 goal scorer that the Bruins had. Wasn't it Cam Neely? I, I want to say, yeah. I think it was. God, that's going back a ways. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, it's just a – he's a, such a bright kid. He he makes that locker room – I don't know that for sure, so if you know – Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did, I'm not looking it up. I'm not cheating at this point. I would have done that earlier if I knew. <laughs> I, I should have gone I on. think it was Cam Neely, though. I should have gone on hockey ref and um, hockey reference and uh, checked that out. But What do you think? Is he going to get – you think he's going to I think he's going to get 50. Yeah. I mean, 60, I think, would be the stretch for me, but I don't know. It's just he's on pace. I mean, he's just just having an unbelievable year, leading the league in goals right now. It's just one of those things that you just like – you have to pinch yourself when you look at NHL.com, the stats, and just say, is this happening on this Bruins team with this kid? This is the year that David Pasnack became a full-blown superstar. Now, here's another question for you, right? Mm-hmm. With the year that he's having now, if it was a contract year, do you think he'd be asking for 6.6 for six? <laughs> I don't know. He might. He'd be like, I don't know. Does that mean Tori and Jake and Matt get to stay? Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I, I mean, there's a good chance, obviously. He's been at a pretty steady pace, you know what I mean, all year. But it's also hard to say. Like, I don't know if Pasta isn't going to – God, I don't want this to happen. But, like, I don't know. He's not going to tweak a knee and then miss – 
14 games too. That makes those kind of, you know, I think that the most important thing is he just keeps doing what he's doing. Don't put the pressure. Cause what I don't want to happen is like once, especially in our market, it builds and go 50, 50, 50. And then he's in his own head. And like, all he can think about is even if he doesn't want to score these 50 goals, I mean, who doesn't want to score? But you know what I mean? Like yeah. it overtakes his brain and yeah. then it kind of impedes him from actually just playing, yeah, like he's playing, which is fine. You know what yeah. I mean? Like just winning, like, and that just happens even if you're not consciously doing it, like in the back of your head. And I, I don't want that either for him, but I mean, if he can score 50, why can't he score 60? So I guess we'll see. Yeah. I like the uh, the glasses half full, half empty theory that you got going on here. Yeah, I just – I don't know. There's too much that can happen in a hockey game in seconds that I – it's hard for me. I, I don't know. I think it's great to get stats like that, but I think him overall, though, his play has been great this year, and this is really the first year. Like, you've seen the yeah. David Pasternak full-rounded player that you've been waiting for, you know? And an all-star. Mm-hmm. Which is which is good. Captain uh, Allstar. Captain Allstar. Captain Pasta. <laughs> All right. So um, moving on to the another uh, subject that we'd like to talk about is a little bit of trade chatter that's going on um, in the uh, in the Bruins organization. Um, we're hearing names like Cry- uh, Chris Kreider, Tyler Toffoli, Kyle Palmieri. Um, so those are the top three names that that have been going on. Um, honestly, I think Kreider is going to be the one that, I mean, he's a Boston kid, you know, he, he already says he doesn't want to play in Canada and I have a feeling that's got to do with taxes. So I don't know if you're going to come to Massachusetts because we're, we're not, we're called tax for a reason, <laughs> but, um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm still on the, um, when I go talking about Kreider, I just believe that he's going to garner more. Um, on the way to New York, he's going to want, I mean, New York's going to want a, a pretty hefty package for him. And who knows if they even want to get rid of him because he's actually playing really well. And yeah. he's kind of the catalyst of the team right now. They were saying that on 31 Thoughts this week that they're start, that Elliot's like changing his mind a little bit that maybe New York wants to keep him. I, I like, I would rather have Kreider, but he is going to cost you a lot more. They also said that maybe, like, it's almost like they could do a deal for Toffoli whenever they wanted, like, right now. Yeah, they're like, but we have might, it in our hip. Yeah, like, that might be true. But, I, like I said, I also don't know what Don Sweeney's long ball game is right now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, for the next six weeks or five weeks or whatever until. Definitely want to stay away from the rental. Mm-hmm. You, I mean. I want someone who's going to come here and, and want to be here. And At least for a couple of years. You yeah. know what I mean? I need I need Patrice Bergeron's last batch of band of brothers to show up to get him through and maybe even crazy. You know what I mean? Like whatever the the veterans decide to do in the next three, four years. Like, you know, even if you resign Tuka, even if you resign all of them, they're aging out. You know what yes, I mean? And you're absolutely right. So I want people who want to come and play here, not just because they might win the cup, not just you know, like I understand those are things to factor in, obviously. But someone who sees they could be benefit this team and maybe this move benefits them. But like Kreider's a pretty sick player. I like him. Uh, when you look at Kreider and Paul Mary, those two types of players, I don't think Paul Mary is going to be leaving New Jersey. Uh, I think that he's just one of those types of players that uh, is going to be needing in their rebuilding. And, and they've been playing well recently. So um, who knows the coaching change with, uh, I think, his Nazarene, Nazarene yeah, or something Nazarene. like that. Uh, has has somewhat got, sparked them a little bit, um, but the Kreider and and Palmieri type players, 
they have the offensive capabilities, but they also have jam in their game. So, I mean, it, that's like the prototypical Bruins, yeah. you know, style. You want a guy that can score, that can throw a hit and, and, and defend himself if needed. With Toffoli, it's, there's none of that. So the, the, physical, the physicality on Toffoli's game is really not there, but he has the ability to get to the net. He can score, which we're not seeing a ton lately. I mean, that LA Kings team is really not that great at all, and that's, and that's starting speculation that they, they want to move him. Um, but he's 28. He, I, I just think he'd look really good on Krejci's right side or the third line. You know, I mean, if you want to keep York there on second line, you could put like a Tavoli on the third with Coyle and and um, and Heinen. You know, I think that it'll be easier to get Tavoli because LA's getting desperate. Like you're being kind to say they're not very good of a team. They have good players. It's my West Coast team. I gotta be nice. I, they have <laughs> the want. They want to be the LA Kings. They should be, but they can't seem to. I don't know. Like, they're ready to, like, kind of blow it up a little bit. Very you know veteran-heavy I mean? team. Yeah. And it, so it's just – I don't think it's because of their age or speed. It's just, like, something within the system has changed, obviously. Systems change, you yeah. know. And 10 years ago, they were a totally different organization than they are even five years ago. And it's showing. You know what I mean? Like, yep. the chemistry or whatever it is is off. And, I mean, you got a goaltender that's either, like – unbelievably like brilliant or just kind of non-existent and yeah. that doesn't help you when you're struggling in all aspects exactly uh and then you know frustration sets in but i feel like la is ready to blow some stuff up and who you, who you're gonna they have a lot of good pieces that are very tempting they could probably get a lot to help themselves into a rebuild situation yep. for some of their veterans with heavy contracts or like the tire like kind of you know young kind of young kid not not too old, not too young, kind of just right that you want to trade for and maybe give up something that you wouldn't normally want to give up. And when you talk about Kreider and Palmieri, again, you think about what, what could go, and, and those two would probably most likely want, um, the, the, their respective teams would probably most likely want a first-round pick. Well, Toffoli, in my opinion, could probably go for a second round and a couple of prospects and maybe a conditional, who knows, but I, I don't know. I just I, it's going to be interesting on how it works out because the last time I I looked at cap friendly, they didn't. Uh, the Bruins only had I don't know about a million dollars in space that could change. I thought last time I saw somebody they had seven hundred twelve thousand uh, left on on the cap, but that might be the fluctuation of um, of roster players that are going through, like Bacchus going back on and coming back off. Tafoli plays right. That's put, his natural side. Yeah. So yeah. he's – well, you never know. Like, nowadays, no one plays really where the natural know, places. That's why I was asking. It like, is, is he a natural? I don't know. Or maybe you give up a third round, Richie and Lindholm, and a prospect. <laughs> <laughs> Just that's funny. <clears throat> well, um, I can't get any worse in LA. That's true. Well, I can't get much worse. True. Like, you get Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go to our next topic. Uh, while David Pasternak is leading the headlines with his goal scoring, Brad Marchand is sneakingly having a good year himself. Um, and a number that's jumping right out at me right now is, is his contributions on assists. 
Uh, he's got 42 on the year. He's uh, complemented by his 20 goals. Uh, 62 points in 46 games played thus far. He's got four power play goals, and he's got 21 power play points. So I just think that, I mean, if you want to go to betonline.ag, he's called CLNS50 and, and place a bet. I, I think that Brad's got the uh, – I think he's got the talent enough to break 60 assists this year. Um, you know, and that that would certainly – maybe even 10 more goals and give him another 100-point season. My math is terrible, so at me, at black and gold 277. Yeah, I'm not good with the math. He's going to – He's going to need more assists than that if you want him to have 100 points. All right, damn it. You stumped me again. No, I'm just saying that, yeah, I'm not a mathematician either, but you were close enough. All right. We'll take it. I like close. Partly who he plays with, too. Like, yeah. they're the production people, you know what I mean? Like we said, production line. And just – he's just – like, he's – He's like a kid that either needs lots of attention and that's when he like kind of acts out and does whatever. That's like frustrating times, this and that. But like, I feel like he's getting, as he gets older, like just more tame as he goes. Maturity level definitely yeah, up like, as he ages. And that's why you don't notice so much when he's doing things. You know what I mean? He's not doing totally outrageous things, whether it's how he's celebrating or doing whatever. It's not really getting your attention. Uh, but I think he's the backbone of the top line is that controversial to say like i do i think he he i'm not saying that bergeron and pasternak need anybody to make him look, them to look good but i do think like we say about bergeron helping or Krejci helping you know marshawn and pasternak look good i think that marshawn always makes sure that that line looks good whoever's on that top line is gonna help look good you know what mm -hmm. I mean? whether heinen has to play up for a game up there or you know, whatever Patrice Bergeron's out, it's like he is the consistency in that line. Right. Because right. he doesn't – he's rarely injured. You know, he seems to avoid the flu, <laughs> which is true. Good. I don't know how that is. Everyone around him so is so short he sneaks right under. It must be. <laughs> uh, you know, so, I mean, I agree. I think that he – but I already said that, right? He, yep. should be a, he should be a heart candidate. If the, if the criteria really is your production and your, your importance to your team – there's no reason he shouldn't be in the top candidates for the heart. All-star snub? Definitely an all-star snub. But at the same time, like, the way I feel about the all-star game is stupid. It was much better to me when you had East versus West or if you want to do North America versus the world or whatever. You just had one team. You picked 25 people from each side because those are your all-star. Like, everybody has the right to vote. And I do want every team represented. And you could argue every team has to have at least one all-star. There's, this league isn't run without there's at least one. Right. You know, like right. they might have at least one, and it doesn't make don't make it seem like work. Like I feel like players of old wanted to go. They liked it for the fans, and they liked, but they had fun, right? Like, it's, and they were people who smashed into each other all the time <laughs> and stuff like that. They liked it. They the skills competition, the showing off for the fans, hanging out with your buddies from the other team. Like it used to not be this like dreaded event i mean outside of alex O, who i do think is it's a, an olympic protest that he's you know what i've done my time i've been in and i'm still one of the biggest names in this league but i'm not going to your little stupid game absolutely you don't need to pay me that's fine washington i'm good <laughs> you know just whatever not just me but i do think it was an all-star snub like just my opinion but 
Who cares? Oh, um, moving on to another topic that, um, you know, with, with the success of the Boston Bruins lately, um, comes a, a very cool moment that the, the Bruins organization did for their players. Um, I know they did the dad trip mm-hmm. uh, earlier in the year, I believe, and um, that was a, a success. But the Bruins' moms were recently with the team, and um, that, that was a it was a cool moment for everybody, um, whether you're a parent or or a player. I just I thought they they looked like they were having so much fun. You look at the videos on on um, on Twitter and so on. They're celebrating. They're, it's just, it was just good to have them around. It just seemed like everybody was smiling and, and just real happy about the moment. And they, and it looked like they were really putting it uh, together for them on the ice. So, um, well, I, no one wants to disappoint their mom. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I want the mom to stay now because yeah. you know we're on a three-game winning streak, and and you know that'd be wicked cool if they could hang around till that snap. But. They seem like a fun group of ladies. Oh kind of expl- yeah, like Jake DeBrusque's mom <laughs> is just like I mean, she's a she's a very attractive older lady, and <laughs> and I'll tell you, uh, her and Louie made a fantastic um, daughter because she's she just won't kill in herself. But regardless of uh, of uh, my love for the ladies, um, it, it was just it's just a good to have you know you don't see these types of people around when you're a hockey player like that because you're traveling, you know, these guys, they're, you know, you could be in Vancouver and so on. You're, you're basically a country away. Mm. It's just, it's good to have them. And, you know, it just seemed like everybody was just really relaxed and, and life couldn't be, you know, any worse at that particular moment. So good on the Boston Bruins for doing stuff like that. Um, the accommodations, the, the flights that, you know, to, to and from. Um, I just think it's important to have some kind of camaraderie like that, you know. Mm-hmm. It was National Hockey Moms Day yesterday or two days ago or yeah. whatever. And it's nice. I think it, I don't know, mothers have a different effect. You know, like they needed to call in reinforcements almost. So, I mean, I'm sure this was planned ahead of time, but it's nice that they showed up and the boys, you know, seem happy that their moms are around and they seem like a riot. Those up there like they should be at everyone they should be like the cheerleaders the new ice girls or whatever yeah, right thing, exactly like, like a good time david Pasternak's mother she threw, threw a hat <laughs> oh it's so funny all of a sudden you're looking at you're looking at the uh the suite where the where the uh, mothers were at td garden and the camera was on them and all of a sudden you just see a hat flying <laughs> right down it was it was it was awesome so it was um, nice and like i said it was nice of cassie to make sure all the boys got to play in front of their moms and yes Yes, that I thought that was that uh, a class yeah. act in itself. Um, yeah, so hopefully the moms. Uh, I, I would like to see them stick around until this. I mean, that'd be so awesome if you can go down the stretch and not lose another game. But unfortunately, everyone has to go back to the <laughs> real world. But happy uh, National Hockey Moms Day to North American mothers Absolutely. and uh, their counterparts around the world as a hockey mom to you guys. Yeah. And uh, if you know any hockey moms out there, give them a hug because they're on some heroes. I'm hugging Heather right now. Whether they're the ones that are doing the transporting or just making sure that that bag was aired out. Exactly. So, and, and, and the growth of the game starts from these mothers. I'm not going to so. lie. My five-year-old smells. I'm trying to make sure that he airs that up, like all the time. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, y'all be happy. He's goalie again. He's goalie days. again. Oh, my God. I love like, the netminders. Well, it's just warm. It's not normally warm at a hockey in the middle of January or whatever. January 
quote that it's 71 degrees. The glass was all steamy and grimy. Oh, you can't even geez, see that's crazy. Yeah, New England steam bath right now. I um I did want to mention the uh, my friend Mike Kickey at the Third Man In podcast. He does a great job with former NHL player Terry Ryan and um, my friend uh, Charles smokes with Charles um, or smokes indoors. That's his Twitter handle. Um, but he uh, mentioned on Facebook today that um, the Terry Sawchuck story is coming out to the United States cinemas at the end of February 2020. And if you don't know who Terry Sawchuck is, uh, he was a, a goaltender for the longest time um, and a Hall of Fame goaltender at that. He played for many teams. Uh, and he even played with the Boston Bruins. So um, that movie will be out at the end of this month. Uh, I'm looking forward to checking it out. I just wanted to just to throw that in there for other uh, goaltending um, nuts like myself and and hockey fans in general that happen to be listening to the show that, um, you know, are interested in, in hockey movies. Uh, there's not enough. I, I need more hockey in my life, and I want to watch hockey movies all the time. I've, I swear to God. I, life I, is a hockey movie. It is. When I, when I sit down and write in the office, I have to have something hockey or baseball, which is so strange. It is. I know you're looking at me like that, but what? like, like Moneyball – I yeah. get like an inspiration. I, I it's write. Brad he has that. It, it, no, it's not that. It's just, I don't know what it is, but baseball movie. I watched, I wrote an article the other day and I watched The Natural. Okay. Well, I love baseball. I will give you a whole list of films you should have seen. And if you haven't, you better watch. Uh, that's not a good Beyond idea. Light Field of Dreams. Yeah. <laughs> like Mr. Baseball. Have you ever seen that movie? Tom I, Selleck. Awesome. No, I, I, I mean, I watched it when I was younger. That's what I'm saying. Mother, you got to yeah. put it on. You'll appreciate it more. Right. But it's anyway. It's a money ball, but in Japan. No, I'm just kidding. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Um, yeah, so that movie's coming out. Baseball. Um, I'm trying I think to it's pretty cool. Uh, that, you know, I, I just like, like hockey. I saw 1917. I went by myself like a weirdo to the movie theater and saw the World War One movie I've been dying Did to watch. Did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it. I don't think it's my favorite World War One movie I've ever seen, but I thought it was an interesting premise. I thought they did a good job of touching all the basic points of what trench and total warfare is like. Yep. And uh, it was visually pretty fucking awesome. So I suggest it, people, if you like World War One as I do, because I'm a weirdo. I know we're getting off on a little weird tangent here on the movies, but I'm not, I'm a very history, I'm, I'm a guy, I don't know, if it's, it's weird. People think I'm strange anyway, but yep. I do not oh, like, sorry. like Batman movies. I don't like um, Harry Potter. I don't like uh, Star Wars, Star Trek, anything like that. I'm more or less like, I like movies that are based on reality. You know, and not, you know, fictional blah, blah. I don't know. I love all sorts of movies. Horror movies, historical movies, comedy. Either. Oh, my God. I love anything that's like death, destruction, murder. Huh. Psychological, right. could it murder me? I don't know. That's true. All right, so all right. I don't know. That was a weird tangent. I don't know where we're going now with people. Let's get back to the hockey talk. So, anything else we got to talk about? Because I'm out of topics. I know. I don't really have a lot this week. I'm sorry. Any milestones? Is that a failure? Yeah. <laughs> Here's a milestone. I'm failing two weeks in a row. Well, the whole thing is like half of the stuff that I do, and then you do all that stuff. And this week, I never recircled back to 
looking for things outside of normal things. I just think it was an all right week. There's not a lot going on in the next coming weeks. We're going to have like the break when we have our, what is that called? The bye week. We've got the all-star break coming up. Trade talks will be kicking oh, yeah. back up, you know, beyond the couple names that we see now because we're heading towards February, people. Trade deadline is February 24th. Yeah. It's coming quick. So a month after All-Star Weekend, personally, waiting patiently to see what the hell the logo is for Seattle. I'm like, how long do you need oh. to drag it out? When are you going <laughs> to tell me? Right before the draft in 2021? You're killing exactly. me. Exactly. I need something other than there. But yeah. I just, Ooh. overall, it was a much better week. Oh, one thing we did not discuss, though. Matt Grizzlick, have we seen an update on him? Last night he left the game in the first period. I did not, and I have not heard anything. Yeah, I haven't seen any updates on that, but during the Islanders game, he went out in the first period. He got, like, whacked in the leg or something. I don't remember who did it, but I just didn't know if there was any update on him following that, so that's something to look at. But overall, I think it was a good week for the boys, and – I feel like we're also failing these people because we don't have more than that. But really, there wasn't a lot going on that much. Yeah, what does Joey Haggerty say there? Uh, he, 16 hours ago, uh, Joe Haggerty came out on Twitter and said Matt Grizzlick went for x-rays after taking a slash in the back of the knee in the first period. He didn't return to the game and no update tonight beyond that. Um, so and Jimmy, Nothing new. Jimmy Murphy came out on Twitter and said, still trying to understand how Derek Versailles got away with that flagrant slash in the back of Matt Grizzlick's leg in the first period. Grizzlick is out with a lower body injury now. Um, yeah, so. Oh, we got 104 ratings. I forgot to mention yeah. that before we get out. So one Love more. the ratings. But like I said, I don't know. I'm obsessed with getting 114, so it would be awesome if 10 people could maybe uh, go. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not like some people on some shows that think they know it all about everything. I don't know. I didn't really – there wasn't really anything too crazy in my mind that stuck out. Everyone looked a lot better this week. I'd still like to see a little more from some other people that aren't the same five people, but – as a team, though, they looked much cleaner and much more together. I like that. Like, could you, like you said, sometimes they get a little fancy and a little uh, – just make the pass, man. Just make the pass. Uh, but next week we will do I, – I promise from the bottom of my heart that I will actually look into all those things that I like to I, – poor Mark. I'm usually – I give other things so he can help fill the oh, talk, good. but – No, we, we got content out, which is, is fine. I – and you know, I like sitting here with you and talking to hockey, so... They don't need to listen to us for two hours every week. Right. Half the weeks, they're probably going, oh, God. So, with that being said, and the Providence Bruins... Um, um, the uh, Providence Bruins coming on at 3 o'clock. We're going to end the show right there. Um, so, uh, reminds, oh, I forgot. A Patreon... Uh, winner this week is miss courtney otis again she's won twice in the in a month so good luck to her i mean <laughs> thank you so much for for donating we really appreciate the uh contributions um and it helps cut the uh, operating costs um our out-of-pocket costs um is is um gaining um significance because of the platforms that we provide all our listeners with so uh, that really helps out, and plus it, it uh, 
goes towards the t-shirt giveaways that we do every week. So go to patreon.com slash black and gold hockey podcast, donate a dollar. Um, we also do the uh, black and gold prospects podcast with Tim Richardson. Um, that, that's been, that was a really good one last week. I thought, I'm like, oh my God, Tim's going to make me look bad. You guys are like in the groove and in the flow. No, that was a good <laughs> Tim, Tim does a great job on, the, on um, writing about the Providence Bruins. Uh, he does the previews. And sometimes I do the post, um, post-weekend uh, articles about the Providence Bruins because uh, that's another team that I'm, I'm fully involved with and, and have media credentials with. So uh, we do a lot of, we do a lot of uh, Providence Bruins talk, even though um, – some folks don't think we, we do. So I don't know who that dude is, but it says Grizzly skated today and felt good. Oh, it's Steve Conroy from Game the, uh, yeah. from the Boston Herald. Uh, follow him at Conroy Herald. 36 minutes ago said that Grizzly skated today. felt good. Game time decision for tomorrow. Uh, may have dodged a bullet. So that's, uh, Definitely good. Sorry, I just caught the word Grizzly skated today out of the corner of my eye. Oh, that's, like, good. Hey. that's a good catch for somebody that's not on Twitter. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, good thing you've got your Twitter up all the time. Exactly. I was thinking of joining Twitter, but I can't <gasps> I can't not, though, like, open my mouth. That's the problem. <laughs> like, I just... Once once you crack mm. it, it's almost like that first beer out of the case. I don't want to make you cry with 100 and whatever characters <laughs> or 200 characters or whatever 280. Yeah, whatever it is. Like, that is plenty to make me make you want to cry and i don't want to make you cry all right so with that being said we're going to end the uh episode 162 all right rate and review rate and review that includes what the remember it all goes in prospect pod yep this yeah. one where maybe might be doing something more fun like a one-off on a like a beers and bruins yeah we might, we might do the uh bring back the beers and bruins for the week that the uh the boston bruins are on their bye week so and there's really nothing not nothing going on so we might get some together with some friends have a few drinks have a few laughs talk boston bruins hockey um i used to do that on the regular but kind of went away because of uh my my increased schedule traveling to providence and so on so um, we might bring that back. Might have to get some friends involved in that. Any my, any local friends that want to get in touch with me uh, and and come on and talk, we'll uh, we'll see what we can do. Heather will let you know what day it is. Yes, yeah, <laughs> she's the scheduler. So when I make it up, but I think they, that would be fun. We can talk about what they expect for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be really good. A good fan interaction, and um, and I'm always down for you know a few couple few beers and so on. So Are you? I, I never got that vibe from you. Well, listeners, you've been patient enough with us the last couple weeks. Absolutely, the Bruins are looking better. So here's to this is going to be a big week. Absolutely. So. Again, just to uh, just to familiarize yourself, we do have the Flyers tomorrow night on Monday, the Columbus Blue Jackets on Tuesday, and then come home for the Pittsburgh Penguins on Thursday, January 16th. So three games to come up, so definitely check them out. We will be back next week. We want to thank everybody for listening, tuning in all the time. The continued support is so much appreciated. We've been getting a lot of uh, a lot of good reviews, as Heather has said, and also folks um, chiming in on the Facebook and Twitter. Uh, they love us, so uh, we're going to continue to do it until you absolutely hate us. So, with that being said, that is episode 162, brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Please go to BetOnline.ag. Use code CLNS50, and uh, we will talk soon. Take Bye, care. Bye, guys.
Thanks again for listening to and supporting the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please share the show with your friends and family and don't forget to subscribe to and leave a five-star rating for the show on your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Between shows, help us keep the Bruins talk going by visiting our website, blackandgoldhockey.com, by sending an email to blackandgoldhockeyblog at gmail.com and by following the show on Twitter at blackandgoldpod. Peace out.